All right, welcome back to another episode of TD Podcast. My name's Tristan. I'm here with my uh, co-host, David. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Patriots suck. That's how I am. Of course. Of course. I know. I know. I know. You're not a Patriots fan. Well, I, like, don't, I don't dislike them anymore, you know. Because right, Brady's gone? Of course. Yeah, that guy killed just, me. I was just going to say, it's just because you lost to him all those years. And that's that's the correct response. If that's the reason you hate him, hey, can't can't blame you respect the hell out of belichick though and give him that yeah not anymore he's done yeah i think it's time for him to retire even though he's been calling the defense pretty good but those two yeah. blows christian gonzalez and Ju- uh, matt judon both done for the year matt judon may not be done for the year but christian gonzalez is out for the season we replace him with jc jackson woohoo <laughs> Uh, you know why we replace him with J.C. Jackson? Because we're the cheapest organization in football, and we're not paying him a dime. Nope. I don't even want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about this dumbass team. Just get Mac Jones off my team. Send him to Mars. Start. I don't even care who you start. I don't even care who you start. I wanted Joshua Dobbs in the offseason as a backup. Look how he's doing in the Arizona. So, I don't even think he's that good. He's probably not even that good. I'd, ra- I'd rather have ugh, I'd rather have a snail that I found in my yard throwing to these receivers than Mac Jones. Yeah, it's probably it's definitely time to move on. So I think if all like the prospects come out this year for college football, I think the best fit because there's no way you guys are getting Caleb Williams. But I think the best fit would probably either be Bo Nix, Dart, or maybe Drake May. I don't want Bo Nix. That dude's nine million years old in college. He's played fifty-two college games. I don't want Bo Nix. Give me Shador Sanders, baby. Bring oh me Shador God. and Dion. He's not ready. His awareness. Bring me Shador. His awareness is horrible. Have him stay a year in college. I don't care. We'll stay another year. He'll come back. He'll, he'll be, uh, they're joining the Pac-12 next year. So give him a year in the Pac-12 with Dion. And declare for the, declare for the draft. Bring me, bring me Shador Sanders. These dudes really had to mow the lawn right now while we started our podcast. That's crazy. Yeah, it now, is Let me wild. close that window. Entertain the people. Let's talk about your upset pick. Um, you know how you said the Patriots were gonna like beat the Cowboys and all that. How how that go out? How that one go out? I don't know if you guys can hear me. Um, yeah, not well, not well. I hope that's better. The the windows closed. So, but yeah. Um, <laughs> I think the score was. <laughs> Thirty to three or something like 38 that. Thirty-eight to three. Thirty-eight to three. I, I stopped watching. How do you go and score three? How are you gonna do me like that? How do you go and score three points in an NFL football game? We might be the worst team in the NFL. The only competition we have is Broncos and Bears. Those two teams also suck. I I think we're worse than the Jets. We beat the Jets, but I think we're worse than the Jets. Did you see what Zach Wilson did to the Chiefs? He almost won. He should have won. We might be the worst team in the NFL. The Patriots might be the worst team in the NFL for those who get confused. I, I can't believe this is happening. <laughs> this was our plan. We lose Brady for three years and our plan is to just roll with this chump who's sack tapping people in the end zone. This is our plan. I guess so. But I wouldn't say the Patriots are the worst team. Maybe one of the worst offenses, but. The Giants probably number one worst offense, and then second is 
the Steelers. Sad to say it, but the Steelers' offense sucks. Fire Matt Canada. Tomlin, I'm sick of hearing you saying there's going to be change. There's going to be change. There's going to be change. And the only change you make is doing padded practices now. I don't want to hear about padded practices. You know, it's fire that Dumbo that's sitting in the sky booth trying to call plays with his one sheet of paper. Like, the fact that you go into a press conference and be like, Oh, Matt Canada, our offense is not built for comebacks. I'm so sorry, but we can get it next week, and we can get it next week, and we can get it. Dude, all you do is run the ball. You run, run, pass, and then you run, pass, run. You do nothing. I've never seen so many negative plays on a drive in my life. It's so bad. I, yeah. I'd rather have Ben Roethlisberger out there calling the offensive plays. He should be an offensive coordinator. Also, Najee Harris sucks. I'm just going to say that. Najee Harris is terrible. That was one of the biggest reaches, in my opinion. He had such a like, he had a pretty solid first season, I thought. And boy, these last two, did he just go into the tank. You know what's crazy? I was I was looking at an article the other day, and Najee Harris this season has actually better starting numbers than he did the past two seasons. Which, in my opinion, is How is that possible? Crazy. He had 1,000 rushing yards last year? Yeah, barely. Seven touchdowns. He's got... 210 yards this year, no touchdowns, but he's averaging more yards per carry this year than he did of the other two. He had a 1,200 rushing yards in 2021 and ten, uh, seven touchdowns. That's a solid season. He's not touching 1,000 yards this year. He's only got 210 through four weeks. Yeah, it's bad. I can't really knock him that much because it's hard to break tackles when you have to get the ball four yards behind the line of scrimmage with three people in front of you, so that kind of sucks. But he even when he's in the open field, he can't make nobody miss. Like, I'd rather have Jalen Warren out there because at least when Warren's out there, he gives a spark. You know what I mean? Like, Najee's good for the red zone and stuff. Yeah, but why are you picking these running backs so high if you're just going to have Jalen Warren take their spot? I don't know. I didn't make the pick. I say that as uh, I know for a fact the Patriots picked Sony Michelle and Isaiah Wynn, both players who sucked and are not on the team anymore, ahead of Lamar Jackson. Why are we picking them that high? Why are we picking these running backs this high? Also, Nikhil Harry over DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Deontay Johnson. Marquise Brown. Marquise Brown, you know, it's... You guys can't draft offense, but defense, pretty good. We can't draft offense. You're forgetting a big name there. Mr. 199. Oh, God, please. We did. We drafted Tom Brady. I'm just saying. Listen, I know... Oh, you guys didn't possibly know that Tom Brady was going to be that good. So... Still picked him. The opposite's true for Nikhil Harry. We thought he was going to be good. There's no possible way we would have known he was going to be that bad. Same same premise, just reversed. We didn't know Brady was going to be that good. But we drafted him in 1-6. So, aside from Brady, we suck on drafting offense. <laughs> but, hey, we drafted Tom Brady. And also, well, also Gronk and all that, you know, which I'll give you credit on that. But I mean, hey, listen, there was a moment there when we drafted Gronk. Aaron Hernandez, and they both seemed like they were both going to be the best tight end of all time. And then Aaron Hernandez walking up to... <laughs> not going to talk about that on this podcast, but we all know what happened with that man. And then Gronk was hurt a lot and still was the best, still is the best tight end of all time until Kelsey passes him, unfortunately. He won't. I don't know, dude. Kelsey's That's my good. Hot take. He Kelsey's won't. good. Kelsey's like a wide receiver. 
But I want to say he won't either because Kelsey's not going to get the rings, baby. He's not going to get the rings, and Gronk was just like you feared Gronk. I, I like I fear Gronk more than I fear Kelsey. Well, I because Gronk can like break so many tackles. I feel I'm not saying Kelsey can't, but I, Gronk is just Gronkowski. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like now I fear Kelsey. When I when I had Brady on my team, it was really hard to fear anybody. It was just, like, in general. Like, when I had Tom Brady on my team, I couldn't really fear another team unless that team was quarterbacked by Eli Manning. <laughs> like, I, I really, like, how could I fear How could I fear Travis Kelsey when we beat him in the AFC Championship game and then Tom Brady went and beat him again on a different team? Like, how can I fear him? I have six rings. I, I The only quarterback, the only people I fear are Nick Foles and Eli Manning. And Nick Foles isn't even, because Tom Brady threw for the most yards ever in a Super Bowl in that game. And lost because the defense couldn't get one freaking stop. Because Bill Belichick decided to bench Malcolm Butler. Brady should have eight rings. And if you really think about it, he should have 11. Because he should have won in 06 when they didn't get there. Because he had the worst receivers in the history of any team ever that I've seen. 07 they should have won. So that would be nine. And then 11 they should have won if Wes Walker catches that pass. That would be 10. Where's the 11th coming from? No, hang on. And then the Eagles won. That's 11. Okay. Wait, I did math wrong. It doesn't matter, but even... You should have 10 or 11 Super Bowls, but however, you could also say, oh, we shouldn't have the Seahawks one. Or the Falcons one. Oh, no, you give him the Falcons one. You take that out of your mouth right now. You give him that Falcons one. You give him that Falcons one. He earned that Super Bowl. I was going to say the one, the the tuck rule one. Because if they call that a fumble... If that rule was a, if at the moment that wasn't a a rule then, which it's not anymore, but at the time it was, if it's not a rule, then we don't win that game. So we don't go to that Super Bowl at all. So then that, who's to say Brady's even has any at that point, different conversation for a different day. But regardless, we're completely jumping topics here. Yeah. But Travis Kelsey, I don't know. He, I fear him now, but I guess I don't fear him as much as I would have feared Gronk. Gronk was like. Gronk was always in the right spot. Gronk always made something happen. He always caught the ball. I don't think I, I never. I barely ever saw Gronk drop anything. No, not really. So I don't know. Regardless, grabbing my phone. Let's get to these topics. Unless you got something else to add about one of our two horrendous teams. Like I said, just fire Matt Canada, please, please. Like, Steelers have a bye week next week. I'm not expecting a lot. This week against the Ravens, it's a divisional game. Pickett is playing, which I think we should sit him and have two weeks rest, you know, and just start Mitch, just to watch Mitch get, like, crushed and all that to help us fire Canada and see how bad our offense is. But I trust Tomlin, whatever Tomlin wants to do, we'll just do it. You should hire Brian Hoyer for your offensive coordinator. He was under the Belichick system for years, played with Brady. I don't know. That's all I got, really. <laughs> That's all I got. We should hire the um, offense coordinator that Pickett had in Pittsburgh because he's available, and he had a really good relationship with Pickett. Yeah, but was he ever in the NFL? It's a different game, the NFL to college, especially when, you, well, when you're a coordinator for Pitt. Well, I know because Matt Canada was supposed to be like the next big thing, but he wasn't. I don't know where he came from or where he gets his play calls from. So I rather want to find out. I rather trust um, the offense coordinator for Pitt with Pickett. 
in all honesty. He came from. You got him as you got him from Maryland. He was the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach, and then he became the interim head coach. And then in 2020, he became your quarterbacks coach. Yeah, I remember that. I remember and then that. in 2021, you promoted him to offensive coordinator. He's been around. He started off as Indy at Indiana as a graduate assistant. Then he was an offensive coordinator at Butler, running backs coach at Northern Illinois for two years, quarterbacks coach at Illinois for one season. Offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach at Illinois, Northern Illinois for one season. Did I say Northern Illinois all those times? I think I did. Quarterbacks coach at Indiana for a season. Passing game coordinator. Passing game coordinator. What a made-up position. I don't even know what that is because we don't even pass the ball like that. Passing so. game coordinator. This is him at Indiana in college. Passing game coordinator. Not offensive, passing game coordinator and quarterbacks coach for a season. For three seasons in Indiana, offensive coordinator, quarterbacks coach. He went back to Northern Illinois for a season as the offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. Next season, offensive coordinator at Wisconsin. Why is he switching teams every two or three seasons? Because he sucks. Exactly. So then, one season at Wisconsin, two seasons at NC State, one season at Pittsburgh in 2016 as the offensive coordinator. One season at LSU in 2017 as the offensive coordinator. And then he was in Maryland until he went to you guys. How was he on that 2017 LSU team? Is that when they sucked? When did they win the championship? That's what I was thinking. I'm like, there's no That wasn't way. that year, I don't think. No, he won the 2020. Yeah. They sucked right. in 2017, I think. Because Burrow wasn't there yet. Burrow was started on um, Ohio State in 2017. And he transferred. And he transferred over, yeah. So, uh, I don't know what team that was, but it must have sucked. What did they do? 2017, they didn't even make the playoff. Yeah, I wonder why. What a good um, resume, huh? What a really good resume. Uh, he's been on a different team every single season. Anyway... That's I think I I think we've just explained why Matt Canada sucks. If you can't hang you can't hang on to a job as an offensive coordinator, why why are you in the NFL? But that brings me to my next topic here. Since we brought up Joe Burrow, boy, do the Bengals blow! <laughs> I called it last week. I said the Titans they ain't gonna lose. I told you, boy, do the Bengals blow! <laughs> um, I was three and one. By the way, I want to talk about this. Real quick, I was three and one after for my upset lock. Now I'm four and two. I think I I, I think David's also four and two. Yeah, I so won. I won those two last week. When we get to that next, that'll be that'll be fun. Um, but I think the Bengals are gonna have a bounce back game this week yeah, because the, I I feel like <laughs> that's what I said last week. Nah, <laughs> it's for three points. No, nah, because they they really bent on Burrow. Burrow's sick of losing. We we seen all the time in his press conference, and the Bengals are a slow starting team. They I I believe they were like two and four last year, or one and three last year too, and they made like a run. They're they're just a slow starting team. That's just how the Bengals are. They one are. and three this year. Yeah, they're one and three this year. They have a win. So the Patriots and the Bengals are the same record. Yeah, that's gross. That's gross for the Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals should be ashamed. Um. I don't know what to do with them, the Bengals here. They've put all this money, they spent all this money on their offensive line to well, revamp it, and it's worse than it was the year. I mean, he's not getting sacked as much, but it feels like he doesn't have any time to throw because he's getting pressure every time. I mean, the year they made the Super Bowl, he got sacked the most in the history of the playoffs, I think. But, like, 
he was able to work with it. Uh, he's probably just fucking sick of it. He's probably just sick of getting pressured every time. If I, I mean, he's hurt every season because they sack him so often. He's hurt every season because he has to run from pressure so often. And in my opinion, I have such a hard time blaming this on Joe Burrow. It's not. It's not Burrow's fault. You can't really hit on them because they they know it. Bengals fans know if they bench him and get healthy, they're gonna lose. But if he keeps playing hurt, they they're gonna they're gonna lose. But they have a better chance of I was winning. Say, I say Burrow's out there. I think a seventy percent Joe Burrow's better with AJ McCarron's their backup, right? Yeah, I think. But a seventy percent Joe Burrow is still better is than AJ McCarron. Yeah, they just signed him. So a seventy percent Joe Burrow is still better than fifteen. Starting quarterbacks in the league, oh, in my I, opinion. I guess technically it's Jake Browning. I guess technically it's Jake Browning, but well, it, it doesn't matter. A seventy percent Joe Burrow, I'd rather take over fifteen other quarterbacks in the league. Like a hundred percent Justin Fields sucks. A hundred percent Russell Wilson sucks. <laughs> hey, well, Russell Wilson's been all right this year. He's been all right, but he's not going to go out there and win you a game anymore. A hundred and fifty percent of Justin Fields sucks. By the way, <laughs> all of Mac Jones sucks. I read Zach Wilson. Yeah. I would rather have Burrow injured than probably the entire bottom half of the quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, it's just I think any of the top fifteen though, hundred percent over Joe Burrow, seventy percent. Even though I love Joe Burrow, I just think Joe Burrow playing hurt. Like you play hurt, you're gonna do worse. Yeah. You're just gonna be a worse version of yourself. Plus, it's a calf. Yeah, and he's he's gonna have a turf game coming up soon. Well, they're dropping back like half their plays. I don't know why they're not running the ball with Mixon. Dude, Joe Mixon, this happens every year. He starts off so slow because they don't run him. They and don't run he, with him. And, and then, then he, he gets goes, a boost. He goes absolutely insane at the end of the season, and he beats me in fantasy because of it. <laughs> every I, single I, season. I, I don't know why they don't run the ball more often. But. I don't know why I don't pick Joe Mixon. I'm kidding, but... And they don't run the ball because they've been behind. But still, sometimes you just got to run the ball and keep it, keep them the defense guessing. Because if they're just gonna drop back in zone every time and then get pressure, the, the thing is, this is why it's not Joe Burrow's fault. This is another proof. He's not. It's not like he's turning the ball over. No, he's it's not. It's not like he's making bad decisions. Guys really aren't getting open, except Jamar Chase. Oh, I'm open. I'm always fucking open. Okay, buddy. Sure you are. Then catch the ball. If if yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I trust Joe Burrow to make the right reads. Yeah. And if you were always open, he played with you in college. He would throw it to he you. He would throw it to you. Yeah. Unless he doesn't have the time, which if he doesn't and he's not having the time is because of his offensive line. It's not because of Joe Burrow. Like, it's there was this narrative that I've been hearing about. Oh, is Joe Burrow overrated? No, he's not overrated. He's hurt. Yeah. He's hurt and his team stinks. His team's kind of overachieved, I think, the last few years because of Joe Burrow. I, I really think that his defense is overrated. Thank God they got rid of the stench of Eli Apple. But the, the defense is overra- uh, overrated. The offensive line is terrible. The coach is a little bit overrated. Zach Taylor might be. I think it's time to say he might be a little bit overrated. Can't get his offensive line playing. But overall, it's not on Joe Burrow. It's not. They t- they did take a big hit on defense, though, when they lost Jesse Bates. That was a big hit for them. Because, But they got they got Von Bell, but still, Jesse Bates is way they, better than Von Bell. They still got Chidabe right? I don't believe so. They don't have Chidabe Awuzie anymore. I don't believe so. If they do, I'm wrong. But I, I'm pretty sure. I thought they did. Yeah, he's still okay. He's still there. So okay, he is there. He was drafted by the Cowboys, and so all his pictures on. I thought he was there. I don't know why I second guessed myself. Yeah, he's still. They still have Chidabe. I love saying his name, Chidabe Awuzie. Mm-hmm. Um, but still, their defense hasn't 
really well Jesse Bates is a huge loss their their defense hasn't really that been that bad though yeah like the scores have been different but it's like when your defense is out there a lot you like they gotta rest too it's hard to make plays consistently when the opposing team's not making mistakes either I I just don't know know I I just don't know what the problem is they can't really move the ball but yet they're not running to try something different I just don't I don't know what their issue is I really don't I think it might be the offensive line but well it definitely is the offensive line but they're just like you said, if they're playing from behind, they feel like they have to pass the ball, which they don't have to. Like, try to get the run game going. They're just not trusting themselves. The thing is, they're not behind by a lot when they no, start doing this. They're really not. But they don't run. I don't think I've heard, like, I've watched a few Bengals games this year. I barely hear Joe Mixon's name get said. Yeah. Like, I barely see him on the field. I don't I don't get it. Like, you have a star running, quote-unquote, star running back. I would think Joe, I think Joe Mixon's a star running back. I think he's a little above average, you know. I'd rather have, like, Aaron Jones above him or someone mm-hmm. like that. I put him in that category. Like, I'd rather have, like, Kenneth Walker the third. I don't know if it's too early for that. I think Mixon's more proven than Kenneth Walker at this moment. However, Kenneth Walker is killing it. So is Devon Achan, by the way. So, Joe Mixon had 1,000 yards last year, didn't he? I believe so. Because, what, last, last, um, last game, he had 14 rush attempts for 67 yards. And then he had one reception for nine yards. Use Joe Mixon more. And then the game before that, he had 19 rush attempts for 65 yards, one touchdown, and he also had one catch for five yards. So he's not, he when he rushes, he's getting barely under 20, and his highest game was two games ago at 19 because the two games before that were only 13. So he's not even, like, touching the ball. And his yards, his highest yards was last week with 67. His lowest was 56. Yeah, they're not using him. They're not using him. They're not. They're not. They need to use him more. I mean, like, okay, last year he had 814 yards, but he was hurt, I think, a little bit. But before that, he had 1,200. He's had, in 19, he had 1,100. 18, he had 1,100. 2020, he had 428, but I don't remember how many games he played that year. He was... He only played 14 games last year, so that's why he had 814 for yards. He only played six games in 2020. So the two years that he had down seasons, he was hurt. I think Najee Harris has more yards than Joe Mixon this year. Two, oh, Joe Mixon has 247. I think Najee had 210. That's disgusting. Because you use Najee. Yeah, Najee's got 210. So he's yeah. slightly less. And you use Najee. Yeah. They're not using Joe Mixon. He has... More yards than Najee Harris. Dude, guy sucks. He stinks. That was one of the worst but, picks. Speaking He's, of... Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> I hated that He came that out pick. of Al- Alabama, right? Yeah. Yeah, Matt I Jones had all these weapons pick. in Alabama, and they're like, Oh, he's so good. He's good. He had weapons. He had Jalen Waddell. He had Devontae Smith. He had Najee Harris, who Najee Harris is a great college running back. What did you think was going to happen when you come, you get him here, and he's throwing to scrub A and scrub B in Jacoby Myers? What did you think was going to happen? <laughs> Dude has no arm strength. He he's complains all the time. His he's accuracy the, he's a dirty sucks. player. His accuracy sucks. If I'm the Dude, Patriots GM. If, if you're the, okay. The Patriots GM is Bill Belichick, by the way. I thought he stepped down. No. No? Oh, no, because so he's then. a moron. Oh. Well, if I'm Bill Belichick, the only way to save this season, and I put 
air quotes behind save this season because it's not going to get much better after losing your two best defensive players on your team. The only way to save that offense is trade for a number one receiver, like a true number one, because deep accuracy for Jones is not there at all. But if you get him a true number one, Bourne can be a great number two, and Juju is Juju. You know, he's a washed up veteran, but he can be a good complimentary guy. Get Juju sucks. <laughs> he, he does, but for a, like a veteran complimentary guy, you know, someone that knows it. Go after Mike Evans. Thank you. Thank you. I've been saying that. Get Mike Evans, please. If they get Mike please. Evans, because if I'm Mac Jones, I'm like, wow, I'm throwing it to this guy, this guy, and this guy. I'm like, imagine like if they got Mike Evans, he gets a confidence burst. Imagine being like Brock Purdy. All right, my first option is Chris McCaffrey. If he's covered, look, I got George Kittle. I got Debo Samuels. I got Brandon Ayuk. If anything, even if you got like Brandon Ayuk or something. Someone that can like is a nasty route runner can get open. You know, it's almost like we could have. It's almost like we had an opportunity to draft AJ Brown instead of somebody that we drafted instead. What was his name again? Uh, I believe he's out of the league now. I think it was Nikhil Harry. Yeah. You have two DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, AJ Brown, Deontay Johnson. Uh, Deontay Johnson. He's, he's better than Nikhil Harry, but he's not a number one. In my opinion, I Deontay Johnson is just, he's, I used just to, a, he's just a slant catch passes kind of guy. He's not a big play. He's not touchdowns. I used to say that, but like him out of the offense for the Steelers right now is actually it actually is hurting us. Yeah, but that's because you have no weapons other than the two him well, and Pickens. We, yeah, Pickens. Fryermuth has been horrible this year. Well, now he's out, and we're not using the biggest guy on our roster at all, Darnell Washington. Like, that guy's a beast. We're not using him. We're just using him to block. You guys shouldn't have traded James Washington. Was that his name? Yeah, I like James Washington, but we didn't trade him, I don't think. He was a free agent. You should have signed him. I thought so, too, but he he was he never really came up in the big games. No, but at least he got rid of the stench of Chase Claypool. That dude stunk. The speaking of Chase Claypool, yeah, he, he just the he, Bears are told him not to show yeah, up. The Bears told him not <laughs> they to show told up. Not to show up because his attitude sucks. Even when he was on the Steelers and had that great year, I'm like, this guy sucks. The Bears literally lost an All-Pro linebacker in Roquan Smith because they wanted to trade for Chase Claypool, and the Steelers got Joey Porter Jr. out of it, which is great. But they basically gave away Roquan Smith for nothing. The Bears need to disband. <laughs> Speaking of teams that are usually bad, how good is the how good are the Houston Texans right now? Man, they're pretty good. Dude, I, I'm a CJ Stroud fan. I've been saying it that he was bad the whole time. I I like CJ Stroud. He might be the best of the three rookies. I like Stroud, but I wouldn't say the best of the three rookies because Anthony Richardson. Yeah, but Anthony Richardson doesn't throw. Anthony Richardson's arm doesn't look great. He looks like he can manage a game and run. He looks like a Lamar Jackson. CJ Stroud can throw the damn thing. He can throw that damn football, bro. I don't know. I think he's a better... I think C.J. Stroud might be better than Anthony Richardson. I like Stroud personally, but I think as time goes on, like Richardson will be better than Stroud. We know it ain't Bryce Young. So, Oh, no. I knew that coming out of college. Alabama quarterbacks. And he's like 5'8". Yeah. This is Kyler Murray. <laughs> Kyler Murray's job should be done. He should not have a job when he comes back if Joshua Dobbs keeps playing like he's playing. Joshua Dobbs is a good quarterback. He's not going to go out there and win you a game all the time, but he's a good quarterback. He'll keep you in it. Except when it's the Cowboys. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, I, I don't really want to say too much about Houston. They just ripped you guys apart, though. Yeah. 
I mean, good coaching from the 49ers staff, you know? Yeah. That's and it. Basically, 49ers 2.0. It's Miko Ryans, right? Yeah. Yeah. And um, Nico Collins, Tank Dell. A lot of people sleep on that defense. Like, they don't realize. The they have good. They got James Petrie. They got Will Anderson. They got Jimmy Ward. They got that. Stingley, Hen- right? Yeah, they got Derek Stingley. They got Henry Tool. 202, that linebacker guy from Alabama. Yep. They got a nasty team like on defense. A lot of They're, people don't realize. And CJ Stroud looks like he's got weapons around him. Yeah. Nico Collins. I didn't even know who that was until he lit us up, but you know. Nico Collins, yeah. Respect Drafted for you, in man. 2021. Um, Respect for you, man. Tank Dell, the rookie from this year, has had a couple of great games. Robert Woods looks all right. Uh, Damian Pierce has been solid. He hasn't been great, but he's been solid. Not enough to win you games. Uh, not you, obviously. You're not a Texans fan, but win games for the Texans. Um, really, that's it. They've just been. They've looked good. Can they keep it up? I don't think so. But like the winning, I don't think they keep up the winning. I think they'll keep up looking good, and then next year they'll fine tune some of the things that they need to for the draft and the draft. And they'll. I think they're going to keep getting better and better and better. You might see a good Texans team again, like you did when they had Deshaun. Definitely a competitive team. We'll yeah. just have to see. We'll just have to see. So, um, I don't want to talk too much about the Texans. I feel like most people don't care about the Texans right now. No, you know what no, team no. a lot of people probably do care about, though, that I was definitely wrong about after my overreaction to week one? Damn, those Buffalo Bills might be the best team in football. They might be the best team in football. It's them or the Niners. It's them or the Niners. The Dolphins put up 70 points and then get rocked the next game. I told you. I told you that was going to happen. But you don't want to listen to me. Well, I mean, the Dolphins looked like... The Dolphins looked good. They still looked good in that game as well. But Raheem Mostert, man, hang on to the football. Yeah. Hang on to the football. Devon Achan's a stud. Tyree Kill's unguardable, except he was guardable in that game. So maybe, I guess, I don't know. I guess it's he's containable sometimes. But when he got, when he's on, he's on. Uh, Jalen Waddle needs to step up. Um, Raheem Mostert needs to hang on to the football. Uh, I don't know, but the Bills look really, really good. And when Von- Leonard Floyd was a great signing for them. He has pressure on the quarterback every single play. And when you pair him with Von Miller coming back soon, that's going to be nasty. Watch out for them Buffalo Bills, baby. I'm a Bills fan until, my, until the Patriots are good again because my brother's a Bills fan, and I just it's just fun to root for a team that's never done it before, you know? It's just fun. Yeah, I'm a, I like the Jags, too, but the Jags are looking... Real mighty bad, They're but the Bills, dude. Team too. The Bills, just Stephon Diggs is so good. Gabe Davis is so good when he's. The problem with Dave, Gabe Davis is he has one great game and then he'll catch nothing for two games. Then he'll catch two passes for nine hundred yards. And then he'll catch nothing. Then he'll catch four touchdowns for sixty-seven, eighty yards. Then he'll catch nothing. Stephon Diggs does it every week. He does it every week. Can't, James Cook is good too. You you can't forget that like the Bills defense doesn't have. Um, Von Miller, which is going to be great when he comes back. But Matt Milano is a top He's three a linebacker. He is a stud. Let's not forget, though, they did just lose Tredavious White again. Which is big. It is big, but I think they figured out how to stop the Dolphins on offense. And the Patriots showed it in week two. Limit Tyreek Hill. Like, Tyreek Hill against the Patriots only had four catches for 50 yards. And last week he only had five or six catches for like 49 yards or something like that. Yeah. If you told me that against the Patriots, Tyree kill is going to have five catches for 50 yards and one two yard touchdown. I would say the Patriots won the game. You just have to stop him. Cause once you take out their best player on offense, they can't do 
like jack with it, you know? They can't do nothing. Yeah, once it, I mean, he is their best player, but they also have Jalen Waddle, who was out against the Patriots. But he didn't show up against the Bills. He did really. not show up against the Bills. He needs to step up big time. Um, I don't know. The Bills are good, man. The Bills are good. They got Jordan Poyer coming back. Micah Hyde's back this year. Um, good defense. DeMar Hamlin played last game. I didn't notice him make any mistakes. No. Um, he's not their starting safety. Normally, he's normally their their backup, but due to an injury, they had to play him, and he he held his own. What a story that is. Um, yeah, I mean, Bills look good. I don't know. I, I hard to pick against them right now, especially I, when the Chiefs look as. I'm sorry, you go first. I still think the Bills being like the best team is still a little overreaction, in my opinion. I, it's them or the Niners. It's not the Eagles. The Eagles are barely winning these games. It's not the Chiefs. The Chiefs barely beat Zach Wilson. I really think that the two teams that look far and away are better than everybody else right now, right now, through four weeks, are the Bills and the, the 49ers. The 49ers have not had a difficult game yet. And they've played some pretty decent teams, I'd say. The Rams aren't a bad team, but they've they've stomped everyone they've played. Well, they haven't. the 49ers really haven't faced anybody really good. Like, they beat the Rams week one, I believe, right? No, they beat the Steelers week one. They beat the Steelers week one. They beat the Rams right now, like last week, right? No, uh, because the Rams played the Colts last week. Did they not play the Rams? I'm stupid. Oh, they played the Cardinals and the Giants. Why did I think? Oh, no, they played the Rams week two. Yeah. Okay, I was right. They did play the Rams. I was like, I know they played the Rams. So they played one of the worst offenses against the Steelers. They played a division rival without Cooper Cup. The Giants are just horrible. That that team, I think, is arguably probably the worst team in the NFL right now. And they face the Cardinals, who are also bad, but... They're averaging 30 points a game yeah, in the NFL. That's still pretty impressive. It's insane. I mean, this schedule has been weak. I've, Cardinals, yeah. Do I don't you, know why I thought they played the Rams last week. I guess it wasn't on TV. It was on Red Zone, and I didn't watch Red Zone last week, so I had a hard time following. The real test will be, like... I think the 49ers are the best team in football right now. The real test is going to be against the Cowboys. They should beat the Cowboys. It should be a walk in the park. Dak is not good at all, in my opinion. I've said that so many times, they but it's true. They have an easy schedule this year. They, the Cowboys, n- the Browns. Niner, the Niners should go undefeated. Cowboys, Browns, Vikings, Bengals. Jaguars, Bucks, Seahawks, Eagles is a tough one. Seahawks, oh, Seahawks at Seattle's tough. Seahawks at San Francisco is easy. Niners at Cardinals, Ravens, and then at Commanders, and then at home against the Rams. They should go undefeated. I mean, they could probably lose two games. I have them going fifteen and two, or fifteen and two. I had them going this year. I forgot what I had them going. It was either fifteen and two or fourteen and three. But that defense is disgusting. The defense is nasty if they stay healthy. If Nick Bosa continues to stay healthy, they should be fine. They really should be fine, but... Yeah, well, I'm with you there. Last point of attack on this topic, then we're going to the next segment, which is our locks and upsets. Um, the Chiefs a little overrated this year? This year, not overall? This year, no. I don't think they're overrated they're- because I feel like a lot of the... A lot of the media has been blowing them up really big because of the whole, you know, the whole relationship thing. But 
Travis Kelsey said that has to stop, and lately it has been stopping, so that's good. I think people are just blowing it over proportion, and they're going to get back to it. They're going to do what they do. They're, they haven't had Nick Bolton in the defense for them as a linebacker, and he's. I wanted Nick Bolton in the draft too. Nick Bolton turned into like a great tackling linebacker, like all-around guy to do it all, stops the run, great pass coverage. And with him coming back, their defense is going to get back on track. Chris Jones is Chris Jones. He's a stud. They they don't have a bad team at all. Their offense will get it rolling. Well, I didn't say bad team. I didn't say bad team. I said, said a little overrated. overrated. No. Overrated doesn't mean bad. No, I'm not saying overrated means never means bad. it. Ne- almost not never, but it, it when I it doesn't doesn't always mean bad. And most of the time, I'd say it doesn't mean bad. Like Carmelo Anthony, in my opinion, is an overrated basketball player. He's not bad by any stretch of the imagination. He is a Hall of Fame basketball player. But the Chiefs are a little bit overrated. Like they're not they're not the powerhouse that they were last year in my opinion. I think they're a little overrated. I think they're very beatable. They don't have the weapons that they usually have. They're a very beatable team this season. The problem is Patrick Mahomes always finds a way to win and they do seem to have the refs on their side a little bit. I would say the most overrated team this year, this year is the Bengals. Well, I know Joe Burrow's hurt, but I would say that. But I'm not even going to say the Bengals. I'm actually going to say the Eagles. I feel like the Eagles oh, they're offense, extremely overrated. The Eagles extremely. offense has taken a step back after losing um who uh, who's their offense coordinator? Uh, the guy on the um, Colts, Kevin Stefanski. Stefanski is the coach for the Browns. Oh. Um I don't know his name. I don't know who it is, but the guy on the Colts, the guy on the Colts. That's all I know. After losing him, they taken a really big step back. Sh- oh, Shane. Um, sh- Shane Station. Yeah. I don't know why it says Kevin. I forgot his name. Completely forgot his name. Like, honestly. Because well, I was thinking Frank Reich. Frank Reich's not in. He's the Panthers now. Yeah, he's with the Panthers. I don't know why I forgot Shane Station's name. I did, too. I knew. I, I was like, Brian Johnson's still there. But Brian Johnson got there this year. I completely forgot that two-year span that he was that one-year span. Two-year span. My apologies for that, but after they lost him, Eagles offense hasn't looked the same. It really yeah. hasn't. I don't know why. Hey, I mean, hey, we've I've said some stupid things too, where I forgot. I I, I accidentally confused myself and thought Makai. I said that Makai Becton was drafted when he wasn't. We all mess up, dude. But I don't know where you got Kevin Stefanski from. That's funny. Um, Kevin Stefanski fire fire him by the way. <laughs> Browns just fired that guy. But yeah, no. Um, they lost their offensive coordinator. And look worse. Just like last year, Josh Allen looked like a worse quarterback after losing Dable. But he's finally getting connected with Kevin Dorsey, it looks like. Um, Eagles are overrated. You're right. Shane Station's, uh, the loss of Shane Station is is huge. And um, the Colts look good with the addition of him. Um, I think they should have kept Jeff Saturday. I'm kidding, obviously. <laughs> it's like hiring me. They might as well have hired me to beat the freaking uh, Raiders. Might as well have hired me. Um, you could have. You could have did a better job too. Oh my god, I was hilarious last year. Um, yeah, I think the Eagles are overrated. But yeah, okay, maybe you you. So you say no to the Chiefs being overrated. I say yes. I Is would it, I would replace them with the Eagles. That's just me. Well, I didn't say they were the most overrated. I just no. think they're a little overrated. I don't know. I just think they're a little. I think they're just nobody a little, scares me except for Kelsey. And I if think just they're Kelsey, just overhyped. If their only playmaker is a tight end, 
it's hard to be afraid of him. I guess Pacheco's looked good these last couple weeks. But I don't know. Kadarius Tony does not scare me at all. That dude's weird oh, looking no. face. Like he's just like he makes these weird faces and he has these big ass eyes. Like he doesn't really scare me. And those stone brick hands, you know? Stone brick hands. And then you got Sky Moore who's done zero. You got Rasheed Rice who looks okay. Noah Gray looks pretty decent. I don't know. If your best player is a tight your only good playmaker is a tight end, it's hard to be afraid of you. Um so that being said, wanna head on to the next segment? Do it up. So I'm four and two because the Patriots got absolutely steamrolled. It just pantsed. They just completely got pantsed last game. Completely pantsed. Mac Jones, stop throwing Bill O'Brien, can you stop throwing the ball to the sideline? Your quarterback clearly doesn't have the arm to do it. He clearly doesn't have the arm to throw to the sideline because every time he throws to the sideline, they just cut in front of the receiver and pick it off. Also, receivers, can you run forward and catch the ball? You know your quarterback sucks. Can you catch the ball? Can you just go forward? Can you just go to the ball? Also, Mac Jones, can you just retire? Thank you. This week, however, my I have I have a pretty interesting upset and a pretty easy, I think, lock. I'm just going easy with the lock this week. But you want to go first? You want me to go first? I got the schedule in front of me. Most of this games, I don't have all the games. If I had to look, probably my lock is going to be the Chiefs over the Vikings. Okay. And for my upset, it's kind of tough because I want to say the Bears over the Commanders. Oh, don't take the cheese on the Bears, dog. Just because they almost won. They're going to just tank. They're not even going to try to win. I don't... Because the Commanders, like, outplayed the Eagles um, last week. And the Commanders should have won. But, man, the... I think the Bears win tonight. I think the Bears win tonight. That's going to be my upset. And my Chiefs are going to be the lock. It is Thursday night. So anything can happen on Thursday night game. I think the Bears are going to upset the Commanders. Right. Chiefs, lock, Bears, upset for David. My lock is the Dolphins over the Giants. Not going to talk about it. Pretty easy game to pick. I know it's cheap and taking the easy way out. I'll start picking different ones later, but I just I don't know. I'm trying to trying to win the locks. The locks you want to win, you know what I mean? The upsets are the ones you take the risks with. Speaking of which, Cardinals over Bengals is my upset. Um, I'm pretty sure the Cardinals are not favored. Bengals are favored by three. Uh, yeah, I I feel like that's the bang the Bengals are gonna win that game. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bengals are favored by three. The Bengals are gonna win that game. That's what everyone said about the Cowboys. And then Joshua Dobbs came out and shocked the world. So <laughs> <laughs> shocked the world, baby. Or or he just showed what the Cowboys actually are as a team. He shocked Garbage. the world. He shocked the world. Joshua Dobbs supremacy over here. He shocked the world so bad they didn't have his jersey in the team store at all. <laughs> he, he was not on the roster like at he all. Shocked the, he shocked the world, dude. Nobody expected it. All right, cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up being 6-2 and two after this week because the, the Cardinals are winning that game. No, they're not. I said that so adamantly about the Patriots last week too, so I I should stop saying that. Bengals are gonna win. No, the Bengals might win, but I'm picking it. I'm picking it anyway. Jags over Bills. Watch out for that game in London too. Nah, Bills over the Jags. I think the Bills are probably gonna win, but I don't know. The Jags need to step it up at some point. It's in London. Jags play the Bills well every time. It's weird stuff happens in London. But back to back games in London for the Jags. 
I don't even know if they flew back, to be honest with you. Probably not. They love Jacksonville over there in England. Yeah. Probably not, but real quick, let's pick some of these games. And then we're going to go to our uh, a surprise uh, basketball segment to end the show today. Um, a lot happened in the NBA that we want to talk about. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about MLB playoffs real quick, just very, very, very briefly. I hate the Milwaukee Brewers. I honestly hate the Brewers. They screwed me so bad. David lost a bet. <laughs> yeah. David lost a bet, everybody. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about some baseball and some basketball at the end of the show today. But real quick, last segment of the football portion. I'm just going to name some games you pick the winner. Pat Saints. Um, Pats. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the Saints because the Saints defense, I don't think hasn't given up over 20 points. <laughs> I can't. I can see that happening, but I'm picking Pats just for peace of mind. We have to beat the freaking Saints. All right, Commanders, Bears. You said Bears. I say Commanders. Jags, Bills. You say Bills. I say Jags. Uh, Ravens, Steelers. I hate to say this, but I think the Ravens, Ravens. are gonna beat us. Ravens, Lions, Panthers. Lions. Lions. Texans, Falcons. Texans. Texans. Dolphins, Giants, Dolphins. Dolphins. I was going to say, you were saying, I'm like, uh-oh. Cardinals, Bengals. Bengals. Cardinals. Packers, Raiders. Packers. Packers, yeah. Jets, Broncos. Oh, my God. Broncos, because I don't know what Zach Wilson is going to show up. Jets, because I chose violence today. Um, also, that game... <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. Absolute snooze fest. Uh, Chiefs, Vikings, Chiefs. Chiefs, Niners, Cowboys, Niners. Niners. Cool. There we go. Said at the same time, you guys can dif- differentiate whose voice was whose during whatever you want. We pretty much agreed on most of those games, though. Alrighty. Surprise dual sport. That's non football segment. That's not the title, but it's just like a. Breaking news, we're talking about some different sports here. We do want to eventually become an all-sports podcast anyway. Let's start with the shorter topic of the two. MLB playoffs, baby. The NLDS is set. Braves-Phillies, Dodgers-D-backs. I hope the Dodgers crush the Diamondbacks. I really do. I I can't stand the Diamondbacks. I, really I like can't. the Diamondbacks. I hate the Diamondbacks. I hate the Dodgers. So, that's funny. I want the Diamondbacks all day long. My World Series prediction, as a Yankees fan, I hate to say this. Orioles? The Astros. Oh, fuck the Astros. The Astros versus the Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series. Again? I truly... Two years in a row? I truly think that the Phillies are going to first round exit the Braves. Dude, I love the Braves. My World Series prediction is Braves-O's. The Orioles are too hyped. They're too young. Gunner, they're, they're Gunner, fun though. They they play the game the right way. It could be the Twins could make any team in the AL could, oh, could Twins win. Are not gonna make it. Hang on, the Twins are playing. They're playing good baseball right now. I grew up as a dual Red Sox Twins fan because I love Joe Mauer. So I, I I've supported the Twins for a while. Twins are playing good ball right now. They're, oh, playing, they're playing the good uh, ball, but... they're playing the Astros next round. It's a little tough for them, but they're playing good ball. Any team in the AL could do it. Any team in the AL can make it. The NL, I think you got the Braves or the Phillies. I really don't think the Dodgers are going to make the World Series. I think you, the, the Braves or the Phillies, the winner of that series, I think, is going to the World Series. I think the Braves are going to be first-round exit. 
the Orioles, I think, are going to lose to. That that Gunnar Henderson kid for the Orioles, I don't think he's good at all. I think he's the most overrated player I, in baseball. I also think he's a little overrated. Um, That's just me. I'm an old-school baseball fan. I like OB, uh, on-base percentage, OPS, batting average. Yeah, I like, I look I like at the, stuff I look like at, that. I look at war, too, but I don't... I don't I'm not an analytics fan. I think it's, especially um, in the playoffs, analytics is, the, it, the sample really size is too matter. small. The it sample really size matter. is too small in the playoffs to use analytics. And we've shown, we've seen that year in, year out when the Rays cannot score runs in the playoffs. So the analytics, yeah, whatever. Oh, so-and-so's got this great sprint speed. Oh, his WRC pluses, blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Can he hit the ball or not? Does he get on base or not? Does he slug or not? Those are the ones. Can he get, does he, does he get, does he have a good average? Yes. No. Okay, Joey Gallo is not a good baseball player. I don't understand why people think Joey Gallo is a good baseball player. He sucks. He hits one. His career average is one ninety six. He sucks. He's, he's terrible garbage. at baseball. He's terrible at baseball. His OPS is fine because all he does is hit homers or strike out. His OPS <laughs> plus is terrible. He can't play the field anymore. I don't understand why these analytics fans are like Joey Gallo. So good. He's such a steal for the Twins. He still. When they took him out of the lineup, they started winning. When he's in the lineup, they suck because there's an automatic out in the in the batting order every time. I'm sorry, I I don't think analytics are completely pointless. I think there's uses for it, but in the playoffs, it's not a good time to use because the, the sample size is too small. The the, the wild card round, you two games, the probabilities are all screwed up and the statistics are all screwed up in two game sample size. 162 games, sure, the odds are you're probably gonna get lucky and be right with the statistics and the the nerdy stuff. I'm sorry, I'm not a big analytics fan. That is why I like the Twins and the Orioles. I think that they, they play the game the right way, and that's why I don't like Gunnar Henderson. He's got all the good analytical stats, but his eyeball, watching him play the game, the eyeball test, he doesn't show me it too much. He's good defensively. Um, eyeball test doesn't show me a lot. His numbers don't jump off the page. I don't know, but I think the Orioles are a fun team. They might be too young, they might not have the pitching, but I really think that they, they're going to beat the Rangers in the first round. So I said Braves, Orioles. I'm going to stick with it. Or it could be Braves, Astros. When I watch playoff baseball, the only thing to me that really matters is can you hit can you hit the runners on base in for runs and is your bullpen good and reliable? That's the only thing to me that matters in the baseball playoffs because you need pitching. You really need guys that can go like two or three innings for relievers and pitch and get no runs, get the outs, like get out of jams. Like, for example, watching the uh, Diamondbacks versus the Brewers, the Milwaukee Brewers in two games had the bases loaded five times, I believe, with no outs or one outs, and the Diamondbacks got out of it. How can you have the bases loaded... Five times in two games. I think in the first game, I think it was back-to-back innings, too, with no outs. And the Brewers did not score a run. Yeah. That's that, why analytics, that's that's another. That's an example. Like, usually the Brewers are pretty good with runners in scoring position. But if you can't perform and produce, it's like the Brewers were home, too. But that catch by Longolia, the third baseman, when Taylor hit that rocket, yeah, man, dude, what Longoria a, playing great what, third base again. That was that was an amazing catch, dude. Like I'll give him props. That was great. I wish he didn't catch the ball, but that was amazing. What a grab and heads up play to throw it right to second to get the double play. That was that was amazing. But 
if you can't hit runners in on scoring position with like one out, no outs, or anything, with the bases loaded, how do you expect to win games? You you can't. You can't, you can't you win can't. games leaving the bases loaded. You can't, and that's what they proved. They got swept. Every wild card round was a sweep. Two games yeah. to nothing. Every one. And only only two teams that were home won. Uh, the Blue Jays didn't even score a run. Nope. Blue Jays didn't score a run. The Ray, Rays scored one run. The AL East not showing out. Yeah, the the Twins swept the Blue Jays, and they were the home team. And the Phillies were the home Phillies. team, and they beat the Marlins. That's an easy series for the Phillies. I mean, I like the Marlins as much as the next guy, but that was easy. That was yeah. just too easy to pick. The Phillies are such a hot team. They're such a hot playoff team. Bryce Harper is a playoff performer. It's just he's just so good. Um. Speaking of so good, I can't wait to see Ronald Acuna tear up the playoffs. The Braves are really good, dude. The Braves have pitching. They have bullpen. They have talent on the base paths. They have talent in the field. They have talent at the plate. And they have the best contracts in baseball. I agree with the contracts. They're, those contracts are definitely Disgust. good. Like, I feel, they're, they're I feel I, the Braves should feel bad for Ozzy Albies. They are fleecing Ozzy Albies. I think he's making $6 million or $3 million a year or something like that. Yeah, they, they got a lot of good players on cheap deals. Matt Olson's, like, the, Austin Riley's contract's a steal. Matt Olson's contract's a steal. They traded for Olson. They traded for Sean Murphy. You have Sean Murphy and Travis Darno as your catcher tandem? <laughs> Gross. That, Gross. That's, that's crazy. Now, can they perform in the playoffs? I know they have that one World Series, but post-Freddie Freeman, they, have, uh, they lost in the first round last year. I guess now this year it's the second round because it's a wild card series, but... They're gonna are they gonna lose in their for their first playoff round again? I say no. You say yes. Yeah, I oh, think I think the I just think the Phillies have more experience. That's just me. It's gonna like I said, it's gonna come down to pitching. Well, Craig Kimbrell's won a World Series. He's their closer. That's huge. If your closer knows how to win in playoff games, that's huge. Nobody only, else on the team, but Trey Turner's won a World Series, right? Was he on that uh, that Nationals team that won? I'm not sure. I I believe so though. But if, if yeah, he was. If I really Krim- see he was. Crimble was is their closer. I know he's a good pitcher and all that. But if he's not in the position to save the game or anything, if they're down, you know, I just I just trust the Phillies bullpen more than the Braves. I'm sorry. But Kimbrel's on the Phillies. I mean, well, I said that so backwards. Did you say? Did you say Braves? Yeah. Oh my God! I said that so backwards. I remember oh, yeah. watching them too. Who used to? I think he played for the Braves at one point. It's confusing. Yeah, I know. I yeah. get it. Players in oh. baseball switch teams so many times. It's okay. Uh, it's like the other day I was watching the Brewers and I'm like, sweet, Josh Hader's gonna come out, and I'm like, oh, yeah, oh wait a Padres, minute, Josh man. Hader's on the Padres. So yeah, dude, it's people switch teams so quick, so, so quickly fast. in baseball. I feel like. Also, it's not your fault. Kim- Kimberl has sucked in the past, pretty recently. So, um, that being said. Go Braves, baby. Go Braves, baby. All right, that's... I don't want to dissect every series here just because, you know, we're not... Right now, we're not technically a baseball podcast, but come NLCS, ALCS, if something crazy happens in the games in the ALDS and NLDS, we'll talk about it. But I want to talk some ball right now. I want to talk some NBA basketball. Um, If we got more on the baseball stuff, we'll probably come back to it real quick, but the NBA is shaking up. Shaking up. It's like a salt shaker out there. It is crazy. And as a Celtics fan, we got Drew Holiday, who I, I like to refer to as J-Rue, just because it's funny. J-Rue. I like J-Rue. Um, 
We gave up Robert Williams, Malcolm Brogdon, swapped a pick, and then gave up a Warriors pick that's top three protected. Sick trade. I think we fl- I think we fleeced the Blazers. At first, I didn't because we have no big man depth. But Robert Williams only. I love Robert Williams as much as the next guy. He only played thirty games last year. Not ideal from a guy that's supposed to be your starting center and defensive anchor. Not ideal. And then he was kind of hurt in the playoffs. Drew Holiday is a better version of Marcus Smart in every aspect of the game. Offensively, defensively, he's a better version of Marcus Smart, and he's our fourth option. He's probably our third best player, but on offense, he's our fourth option. Who's be- I don't know who beats us in a seven-game playoff series. Regular season might be tough because we have to go deep into our bench, and our bench sucks. But in a playoff series, when you're going six, seven man deep, I don't know who beats us in a seven-game series, but I say that every single year, and we always find a way to choke. So, And it's always game seven. But I do agree. I do like Robert Williams if he could stay healthy. I went to one basketball game, and it was with Tristan in, yep. in, in my life. And, of course, when we went there, we went to the um, TD Garden because I'm a Suns fan, and they came to Boston, so I wanted to go see them. Of course, the Suns had the worst performance that season, and I think in Suns history, you know, which was garbage. But oh, was know, that when you gave up the? Is that when you lost by like seventy points or yeah, fifty points in that, Game Seven? That's oh, when oh, like oh. Aiton had COVID, Monty Williams had COVID, all that stuff. But I just remember, you know, Robert Williams had a triple double. That was that was insane. I've never seen like Robert Williams play so good, but. Yeah, that that's the only memory I have of um Robert Williams over there having a triple double on Smith who is garbage. That's why he's out of the league. Yeah. But didn't you have Ish Wainwright guarding him that game? Yes. <laughs> Ish Wainwright. Who is that guy? What a what a freaking he was a tight end, I think, in college. He better vanish off the roster. That's all <laughs> I know he should do. Yeah, funny jokes. Uh yeah. Huge, huge fumble by the Bucks, in my opinion, because I think they didn't expect Drew Holiday to get traded into their conference. Well, Giannis was actually upset because that's his homeboy. Well, first of all, I think can we, can we I, talk about this also? I think Drew Holiday is Giannis's um god kids um godfather or something. Kids godfather? Yeah, I think yeah. he might be. Can we talk about something? Two days prior to the trade. What, Drew, did you see this? Drew Holiday said he's very happy to be in Milwaukee. He wants to finish his career. Yeah. He loves being a buck. And then they traded him. And didn't consult him. He yeah. was asleep and then woke up to trade to him. seeing the news. They didn't even... Five minutes before, they they could they can finalize a trade with the two GMs and not announce it until they tell the players about it. They owed him a phone call. They owed him a phone call and say, Hey, man, we traded you uh, to the Blazers for Dame. Sorry, man. It's a business. They didn't even call him. They didn't consult Giannis. That's just... And then, dude, the Blazers also did all this on purpose to not trade with the Heat. They purposely avoided the Heat. I think it's hilarious. I think it is hilarious to be like, no, we're not going to trade you Damian Lillard. Better yet, so we're going to give Damian Lillard to one of your your closest competitors. Better yet, we're going to give the Celtics Drew Holiday and make them better so that we have two guys ahead of you that are way better than you now. (laughs) Ha ha, sucks to suck. I love it. I love it because it helps me. If it had, if they had said, "Hey, this here Sixers take Drew Holiday," I would have been like, "You guys suck. I hate you." But we got Drew Holiday and kept Derek White. It's a great day to be a Celtics fan. That helps you guys out. And you know, speaking of the Miami Heat, Jimmy Butler, 
It's what two a- for two for the greatest media day photos. Last year was the dreads. This year was the emo Dude, phase. I didn't think he was going to top it. That I didn't was, think he was going to top the dreads. I, I, I really it, didn't. Like that, when I saw that dude, I was like, man, Dennis Rodman would be proud. He topped the, he topped the weave, bro. Yeah. He, I don't know how he topped the weave. That's, and then the next day he went back to the, um, his normal hair. And then, that and was, then in, in 2K, because last year they used last year's photo. Yeah. In 2K he has the dreads, which yeah. means next year he's, he's going to have the emo picture. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. I love it. I love it. Jimmy Butler is that dog, especially in the playoffs, y'all. Can't sleep on playoff Jimmy. Yeah, he needs another star, though. He's that one, he's that. Tier two superstar. He has Bam. That's all he really Bam's, needs. Bam, but that's that. Yeah, I don't know. If Bam's a superstar. I think Bam's a little bit overrated. I can't hit an open layup to save his life. But he's good defensively for a smaller center. He is. I like Bam. I'm a Kentucky mm. guy, so I like Bam. But I just I don't know if it's enough. I don't D- know if they defense have is more important to me down low. I just don't know if they have enough to win. They definitely don't have enough to win. They have Caleb Martin, who's really evolved as a well, player. They, they lost Max Struess. Didn't he go to the Celtics? Nope, Cavs. No. Oh. I wish he went to the Celtics because we got he, zero I thought, people. I thought he went to the Celtics, but they no, lost we had Max them. We Struce. had him first. We had Max Truce and then just let him go. Oh, and he went that's to the what heat. it was. That's what it was. Yeah, they lost um, Robinson too, I believe. Nope, they got Duncan. They still have Duncan. Oh, they lost. Um, I thought they lost somebody else. They lost Struce and Gabe Vincent. That's who it was Gabe Vincent. I couldn't remember his name. Duncan Robinson. Nobody wants that bum. <laughs> That's the thing, because they were, so the reason is, they, th- dude, I love the Blazers. The Blazers were offered Tyler Hero and said, I don't want Tyler Hero. So they had, like, they offered him a whole nother package, and they said, no, nah, I think we're just going to trade the Lillers the Bucks instead, make the Bucks better so that way you get screwed. And then by, while, we're on, while we're on it, here's Drew Holiday Celtics, take him. And now the Blazers are going to flip Malcolm Brogdon. There's no way Malcolm Brogdon's staying there. No. Did you see the number he was wearing at media day? 92. He's not staying. No. <laughs> Who picks 92 if you're staying on a team? He knows he's gone. I don't he wanted he out of the it. Celtics, too, because the Celtics tried trading him in the offseason. Yeah. So I just think that that trade was perfect for the Celtics. I just think, like... It works out. I like Brad Stevens as a GM. He's so good as a GM. I've never seen a guy who is such a good coach also be an equally good, maybe better GM. He... What Danny Ainge did was he held on to picks too long, and he stayed complacent when something wasn't working. He kept running back the same scheme. Brad Stevens is not going to do that. If it's not working, he's going to change it and find something that hopefully works. And I respect that because we stayed we stayed in status quo for way too long and we kept getting bounced in the conference finals. Yeah, it is true. And I'm just I Marcus Smart was just he was the piece that needed to go. He was the the one that needed to go. He was taking the dumb shots in the front time when it should have been Brown and Tatum. And he was holding now it, the ball now in it those situations. Forces, it forces Tatum and Brown to take that next step, and I think that's what we need. And we have Porzingis who can put up 25 points a game if we need them to. Not a game, but in a game whenever we need him to. If Tatum and Brown are slow uh, one night, we have Drew Holiday who can put up 20 points in a game. We have Derek White who can take the, take the load and hit some shots. If Peyton Pritchard can come off the bench and hit a couple threes to give us a spark. And we have good defenders like Lamar Stevens. Um, Jordan Walsh, hopefully, is going to be a good defender off the bench. We have defense on the bench. We have really good defense on the bench. We have zero offense on the bench, unless Sam Hauser plays like he did at the end of last season. Good season coming up for the Celtics, I think. And I think the Suns are going to have a good year, too. You guys got rid of the stench of loser from Chris Paul. Um, and the softness of DeAndre Ayton. And you brought in Nurkic, who's... Not not soft, but less soft than Aiden. I liked I like him for defense. Like I like our new owner being aggressive, 
Still, I'm still not really happy that we did the KD trade with Mikhail and Cam because I like Bridges and Johnson. They yeah, I lost like a my, lot of defense, they too. They were like my two favorites, but... But I like how we got a defensive center because that's what we were missing in the playoffs because Jokic was just tearing us down low, tearing us. So now we got good defense, and we have Bradley Beal too now. So we have a third option, which they can take over. If Booker's not hitting shots, if Kevin Durant's not hitting shots, we'll just give it to Beal. Yeah, but here's the problem. What if they're all not hitting shots? Then who do you go to? We'll go to Josh Okogie. Yeah, if you have to go to Josh Okogie, I'm sorry. But, uh. I, but I, don't, I don't think it's going to have to go that low, though. Especially in our in our bench is pretty far depth, too. My problem with Lil, uh, Lillard, whew, my problem with Beal is he's been hurt lately, and he's not a great defender. If your problem is going to be defense and depth. Oh, I, I know defense is going to be the problem, but our depth isn't as bad as people think it is. No, you did lose Cameron Payne, though. Yeah, that, that sucked. That hurt. And we also lost Tory Craig, which I was actually upset that we lost Craig. And we didn't re-sign Terrence Ross. Terrence Ross is just sitting in free agency. Yeah, I like Terrence He's Ross He's just sitting there. Celtics should sign him. Celtics should sign him. They need another big, and they need another scorer in the be- on the bench. Then it will be fine. But um, the Suns are going to be fine. The problem is it's going to be tough to beat the, the Nuggets. The Nuggets are just elite. They're Nuggets, so good. They're tough. Like, I'm not a big fan of Jokic. I respect him, but the way he plays ball, I just don't... I don't know. I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not a big fan of bully ball, period. But I guarantee you, if Shaquille O'Neal was in the league, he would dominate Jokic. I don't care what anybody says. I think Shaquille O'Neal is the best center to ever play basketball. You must be considering Tim Duncan a power forward. Yeah. could, because he is. Then I may agree. I don't know. Tim Duncan is a power forward. I know he played center with the Spurs... And stuff like that. But Tim Duncan was more of a power forward to me. He played power forward most of his career. So I would agree. Um, I don't know who I would say is a better center than Shaq. I mean, there's options. He's definitely the most dominant center. If if it's not yeah, if it's sure. not Shaq, if people don't think it's Shaq, then I think it's Hakeem Olajuwon too. That's my second. Yeah, he's up there too. Oof, there's some good centers. I don't think it's Wilt or Bill Russell, but we don't need to talk about that. I know they won a lot. I know they had like insane stats. But the eras are different. The, I just think Shaq gives them the work. I'm sorry. I think Shaq and Hakeem give them the work. And that's just me. That's just my opinion. The eras are different. The Bill Russell played in a weaker era for the less teams, less players that were of his stature and of talent. He was going up against Wilt Chamberlain. But I don't know. I, I, I Shaq is probably the most dominant center of all time. But hopefully the Suns this year have the defense that they need down low. Because Jokic is Jokic is going to end up being one of the best centers of all time when it's all said and done. And he just, dude doesn't even play basketball in the offseason. He just comes in out of shape and still dominates the league. He goes back Three home. MVPs, two MVPs. He should have won three. Joel Embiid won last year. <laughs> that was just like the crybaby award, basically. He's like, oh, what the hell? I finished back-to-back season MVP. Come on, man. Runner up. I want to win one. Here you go. We'll give you one. And then yeah, James everyone Hardigan. gets an MVP. Why not? <laughs> and then And then... James Harden can leave, you know, that that's that like levels it out. But Jokic goes back to his home country, gets his horse. His horse won a race, like a big horse race in his country. Yeah, he's and he was a, celebrating that. He's such, a, he's such a W person. <laughs> he's cool personality and all that. But man, I just hate him as a basketball player, the way he plays basketball. I respect him, you know, because he, he is, is great, a little boring. He is but, a little boring, but 
I like Tim Duncan, so I can't complain about boring. Mr. Fundamental. Tim Duncan was so good. Um, but yeah, was he I the don't... best power forward, though? I, oh. And he's... Okay, we're not talking... I have Tim Duncan no worse than seventh all-time. Basketball player. That's going to be another segment for another episode. Tim Duncan gets no respect and needs to get more respect. But that's going to be a different, ep- completely different episode. Um, I don't really got anything else to talk about in the NBA. Nothing else really happened yet. Um, Even though everybody's still high on the Lakers, how LeBron's saying this is Anthony Davis's team. Well, if it's, if it's Anthony Davis's team this year, then they're scary. The problem is it wasn't last year, which is why they weren't scary. What Anthony Davis is going to show up, though. Because Anthony Davis went on runs where he was dropping 35 points, and the next game he wasn't even getting 10. He had a good year last year, though, when he played. When he tried. Well, when he played, he was good last year. That's that. He is a huge reason why that team made it to the conference finals. He is, but it's... I don't I know. Don't Anthony it. Davis is back. It. I think I, he's back. He's a little Anthony, lazy, but... I think he's, he's not going to be how he was on the Pelicans. Absolutely no way. I feel like he's... A little baby right now. Just He's like a little bit of a prima donna, but just like Kawhi Leonard. Oh, that, that get my guy, boy's name out your mouth. That, that guy sits so much. He does I sit never, so much. I don't I've, know what happened to him. He I've used never to be seen, so good. I've never seen somebody injured so much in my life. He used to be so good. Right? I think Man. I think he still is good, but he's Oh, he's a baby. He is so good, but he's he's, he's a little a bit baby. of a wimp. He is, he is. He doesn't love basketball like he used to on the Spurs. But you know what? He doesn't need to because he's a surefire Hall of Famer. Two-time Defensive Player of the Year. Two-time Finals oh, MVP. Easily. He's the claw. He's the claw for a reason. What a absolute finals run in 2019 with the Raptors. Just absolute dominance from Kawhi Leonard. Um, I want him to see I want to see him play more basketball. I want to see him play more basketball. Well, with this rest rule, he's going to have to. You can't sit more than two superstars on a game Unless now. they're actually injured, right? Yeah, unless they're actually injured. If it's a national televised game, you can't sit two or more superstars on your bench unless they're actually injured. Yeah, you can't rest them. Yeah. I think that in any game, it's just not, or is it just national televised? I think it's any game. It's two, it's two superstars for a nationally televised game, but and then for uh, any game, I think it's more than. I think it is the same thing, but because well, I was gonna sure. say, who, ha- how many teams have three superstars? Not many. Not many, but I wonder what they consider a superstar. That's what I was wondering. Like, how do you? Where's the? Where's the last Trey Young a superstar? For that team, yeah. Yeah, for but in general, team, yeah. no, right. I would say in general no. he's pretty not a superstar. No, so, but I but, think it's for that team. So the Cavs, like the Cavs, they the Cavs is Garland can, considered a superstar for them? For the Cavs, I think so because as a Cavs fan, you don't want to see like Garland and Donovan Mitchell out because what you're going to watch Evan yeah. Mobley and Jared Allen. You know what I mean? I think they whatever they consider a star for their team. Okay, so then for the Celtics it would be Porzingis, Brown, and Tatum, and Drew Holiday. We have four. Yeah, ba- basically quote that would unquote because I don't think Drew Holiday is a superstar. No, but he's the star for the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think people want to see Drew Holiday play this year. Um, okay, so then, yeah, not many teams have three real superstars, so I guess it's just the best team's best players is how they should word it. Yeah. Because, like, the Magic for, don't have any superstars. That's what I got from my understanding. Unless Paolo's a superstar. I like I like Boncaro. I like, I like Paolo, but I don't know if he's a superstar yet. But, yeah, okay, I, I get the point. That's a weird rule. I don't know how they're going to enforce that because what's the stopping of the Clippers from just saying, yeah, Kawhi's ankle. Here you go. Rip a piece of paper. Here's the doctor's note. You have an ankle injury. You can sit. And Paul George, oh, your ankle hurts too? Cool. Here you go. You're both sitting today. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how it's going to they have to release it's, MRIs? It's going to like, gonna be interesting. That's going to be complicated it's to enforce. It's definitely going to be interesting. I feel like it's going to be tough to enforce. It just, I just like the NBA, like, 
the commissioner of the NBA, like Adam Silver, because he actually tries to find ways to make it better and more enjoyable. Besides, like, some of the, like, like I like the new rule now, like, flopping foul. If you get caught flopping, it's a technical free throw. Yeah, I can't I like wait for Marcus rule. Smart to get called for that all the time. <laughs> and Joel Embiid and LeBron. I just like Adam Silver actually, like, tries to make it better and fun. Like, that idea that he had for the bubble. That was amazing. When COVID happened, where he put everybody in Florida, that was great. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. Because like, he kept it going. He just, he wasn't just going to be like, all right, no more sports. He was like, no, we're going to make an area where it's nice, clean, secluded. It's like, when you're out, go home. Get out of here. But it took... <laughs> it took a lot. It took a while. It took a while, but he got it done. Yeah, and then the NHL did the same thing, and it was meh. And the NFL just said, screw it, we're playing at home stadiums this year, yeah. which I respected. NFL that season was weird, though. The pumped-in crowd noise, the Cam Newton, Patriots era. Really, really, really weird season. But, yeah, well, that's the stuff going around the NBA. Is there another storyline you want to talk about? Not off the top of my head, no. I was looking at the Taylor Swift thing, too. I was like, what is happening? I was like, oh, my God, this lady again? No, it wasn't. It wasn't Travis Kelsey-related. But, anyway, I don't think I got anything else on the NBA. Um, So, I think... Nah, I don't have anything on the NBA either. Watch out for the Thunder is my only thing. Thunder gonna be pretty like good. I like the Thunder. People sleep on the Thunder. Yeah, they're gonna be a good team this year. But um, yeah, I think that's it. I think we can start calling it and uh, wrapping up the show here. Um, ooh, Joel Embiid is joining Team USA next year with Kevin Durant. Steph Curry said he wants to play too. So, so hopefully Steph Curry plays. That'd be cool. It, like I understand like the. Now, like, the USA team for, like, the NBA is not all of our best players. But, man, even, like, our second, like, unit, like, guys going over there, we're getting embarrassed. We should get gold every single time. Yeah, and then we made USA. we made fun of that kid who said, world champion the what? The United States? And we couldn't even beat the team. Yeah. So, yeah, world champions of the United States. It's Like, I don't, I don't know why the NBA players got so offended by that. They got so pressed. Yeah, I don't know. And why. then they didn't win. If you want to be okay, win the world championship, then you gotta win it to say that you won it. It reminds me of the, because um, I remember watching the Redeem Team documentary. I forgot what it was on. I think it was on Netflix or. I think it something. was on Netflix. Yeah. I just remember watching it and like being like so into it when they brought like Kobe in, and they were like, "Listen, we we need to win." You know, like all those guys wanted to win. Kobe. LeBron, yeah. Dwayne Wade, Carmelo Anthony. He's give me the ball. I'm win. going through going through Powell's you fucking know? chest. That was dude, and he did it, yo. I was like, oh sh- shit, he just ran right through Powell like nothing. Dude, Kobe is the man, was the man. Rest in peace, Bean. Rest in peace, Kobe Bean Bryant. But one of the best shooting guards of all time. I'm sorry, Kobe will never be better than Jordan, though. I'm sorry. He's the close, in my opinion, in he's terms the of play style, he's the closest we've ever seen to a Michael Jordan. Well, he stole Jordan. all of his moves. <laughs> and he replicated them to perfection almost. Yeah. Hey, practice makes purpose. Hard work pays off, man. He is the hardest worker in sports, Kobe Bryant. In sports. Maybe Tom Brady, second. Yeah. Uh, Kobe Bryant's work ethic was unmatched. He wrote books about it. People read those books. Jimmy Butler took, quote, uh, took stuff from the, the Mamba mentality. Like... It just shows always believe in yourself and hard work pays off. Yeah. If you want something that bad, work for it. You'll get there. Yep. But all the, uh, really all the United States had to do was win. They really did. So all they had to do was win and then that guy can shut up. Yeah. But but they lost. Now he's right. 
He is right. I don't know. Was his name Jordan Lyle or something like that? That's something their like track that. runner. But he was right. He was right. We even like it just shows we can't be like a lot of people don't understand. International basketball is so much different than the NBA. It's more team basketball. Giannis, they pass the um, ball. not Giannis. The um, the Luca. Guy, yeah, Luca said it. The NBA is easier. Yeah, he said it's easier. International is so hard. It's more team basketball. Like they, like what. Spain, what? Spain passes the ball like every single possession, like more than five times or something like that. It's it's insane. A lot of passing. It's insane. It's a lot of team chemistry basketball. It's not just take the ball up and shoot, you know? Yep. And then that's when guys get hurt like uh, Danilo Gallinari did last year. Yeah, it's, you know, it's not the way the NBA is over there. You have to change it up a little bit. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, I got nothing else on the NBA. No, I don't. So with that, I think we're going to call it an episode here. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, TD Podcast will be back next week. See ya. Peace, everybody.